Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. We're putting up new buildings, we're knocking down the old. We're working in the summer heat and in the winter cold. And the labour power we sell me boys for a hard and weekly pay Produces mighty profits for the greedy MBA And whether we were born here or born in Italy In Greece, in Spain or Ireland, in England or Fiji We all of us are workers, united we must stand until the wealthy bludgers have been driven from our land. We faced deregistration, it backfired in the face. We're not fooled by arbitration, we won't stay in our place. We hit the bosses hard and fast to win and keep our gains, and break a couple of concrete pours to back our lug of claims. So keep your powder dry and hold your head up high It's class to class and face to face, our limit is the sky We've got a fighting history and we never will be cowed Our builder's labour is a name to make a man feel proud Good morning, everybody out there in the Concrete Gang. And we want a broad-eyed and bushy tail. And we've got two new members out here today because uh, Warren's getting a repair job and Gorilla's off for the time being. Um, we're going to welcome in Swan and Goanna. Welcome, Swan. G'day. Cheers. And Goanna. What's happening? How are you going today, boys? You going okay? Oh, fantastic. Living big, world in the, big, big week in the world of the construction industry. Always, always. Never a dull moment. Never a dull moment. What about you, um, Goanna? Big word at the northern suburbs. How's it going out there? Yeah, there's a bit of work coming up. Um, they keep us on our toes out there. There's a, a few non-EBA scallywags running around for some certain developers, but they're keeping us keeping us busy. Yes, I, I see a bit of that. It's sort of getting a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger. All plenty of developments around, and we need to keep an eye on it. And um, I suppose we we could not help but start the week with a little bit about uh, the conservative reporting of uh, George Powell. Now, honestly, can we just give it a little bit? I know it's not a construction thing, but we've had Tony Abbott, we've had we've had John Howard come out and say, it doesn't matter what he's done, he's still a fine character. <laughs> a fine character. Miranda Devine, all those conservative... He's Andrew still a, Bolt. Andrew Bolt, hasn't he defended him, right? He's a character. Has, now... Has anyone mentioned him at the victims of the families and all the other all the other um, racketeering that went on with uh, Pell? Not as bad enough as it is these shocking acts, but also his homophobia and his removing of priests and all the other stuff. And and, and we're going to sit here and listen to what fine character he is. Yeah, well, we've got to sit there and condone the um, the behaviours of those who uh, support the conservative, don't we? Doesn't matter what they do, that all gets overlooked, doesn't it? As yeah. long as uh, they're not supporting the, the left. I'll say this. Uh, I'd have some serious questions about 
people who uh, protect pedophiles and maybe what they do behind closed doors. Yes, yes. Stay tuned. We won't give it a full show, but it's uh, very interesting how all those real ultra-conservative reporters just love supporting him, no matter what, because he comes from that famous Oxford club and all the rest of it, and he's in charge of the purse strings and all the rest of it. He's got the keys to the vault, hasn't he? Right. Doesn't he? He was the treasurer in the Vatican. Um, it's a long fall, big fall from grace. Anyway, we'll move on to some industry things. Um, I just want to start by saying there's been some great collections around for some uh, members that passed away, and what a great effort has been done there on, on all the jobs around Melbourne and, and, and the suburban areas for Scott Hill, who died tragically, and Fergus O'Hay. And um, another one, Brendan Cumber. Yeah, it was Brad Bradley Cumberland. Oh, sorry, yeah, Bradley the young Cumber. the young bloke who, who was working for Speedpro and tragically passed away over the Christmas break. Yes. So a special mention out there to a job uh, the Plumbers Training Centre in Narrowarm, where the plumbers and the CFMU got together and they raised about fifteen thousand dollars on that training centre job, a Hutchison job out there. So absolutely fantastic effort, and all round town has uh, been a big effort in collection for the for the families of. Um, of those workers, yeah, it's not much, uh, not much bigger than the uh, union members' uh, hearts and generosity. There, um, never, never, never uh, shy to dig deep and help out a mate. So, good, well done to everyone who's uh, contributed and still is contributing and supporting uh, the members and and their families. Well done. Yeah, there's still a few fundraisers still that haven't been wound up. So uh, make sure you dig deep. Um, no one looks after construction workers better than the union. Um, we are a family, and um, for those who might be doubting that you, you mightn't have the money or you might be a little bit skint this week, uh, just wasn't that long ago when we used to uh, throw in a day's wages, etc. So 50 or or $100 is not a big ask. Um, and just remember that uh, a lot of these people that have passed away recently have young families, one in particular, a baby's due in April, so... Um, you'd expect your comrades are throwing for you, so dig deep. Yeah, yeah. Um, some other, just some other industry news around um, some safety items and stuff going on. This I noticed, uh, got a report in this week that there's quite a few falling objects coming off job, and there was one job where um, I think a prop come down fifty floors, and uh, I know another job where uh, where a shutter come Jeez. down off a major builder, um, and I've been hearing there's six to eight um, major. F- Incidents with falling objects coming on, so it's a, it's an, it's a, it's a time when we should all take notice of all those things, and um, everybody make sure they put in from the occupational health and safety and keep an eye on all that sort of stuff, and they're seriously looking at things like flight paths and all the rest of it that should be, should be happening a bit with um, precast panels installation and all sorts of other stuff. Absolutely. Uh, probably another big one would be in, in the encapsulation of uh, scaffold staircases. Um, just just something simple like that. You know, general tools. You know, materials that get carried up and down from floor to floor every day. Um, I mean, one of them come off the side of a building. You, you'd hate to be on the end of that or that land in the street, and you know, where members of the public are, are walking to and from. So, definitely should um, definitely should have a good look at that and and. Needs a good revision, I'd say. Yeah, the prevention of fallen objects is something that uh, I think we see on a lot of jobs that um, isn't run through the hierarchy control. We should be eliminating the risk rather than relying on spotters and exclusion zones. There's systems in place uh, that you can put in place to uh, to prevent fallen objects. I think we need to do better on that um, on some projects. Yeah, 100%. Um, 
Another thing I wanted to just quickly mention, I know I've mentioned it in the show in the past, but I just want to give a quick report. I had to sit down and had some dealings this week over the um, over the, the tragic death of uh, and circumstances around the whole job there at, uh, at Pentridge Prison of Thomas Kelly, who died in, uh, I think it was October the 15th, 2009. And I remember the day because it was the day of the uh, Westgate Memorial Bridge coming down and and I don't want to go into the history of this and all that a few times, but it amazes me if you could actually sat down in 30 seconds and went over a few things on that project where we were locked out of the job and where 30 something, 32 notices went on to the builder out, out there. The job was shut for four months after the death. There wasn't one prosecution, not one, not one, because they shuffled the companies around. Uh, after that, they, they, uh, there was a lot of contractors that got into financial trouble on the job due to the uh, actions of uh, uh, the uh, of West Holmes and uh, and the Chevrolet brothers then there was the uh, then there was the statements made in the Royal Commission yes. right statements made in the Royal Com- Commission and uh, let me just say there's uh, there wasn't much there wasn't much truth in many of their statements that come out of there and all the witnesses they they put up there and and tried to discredit the union on that particular job and after all of that, and then going into liquidation, can you believe this, that their liquidators are now suing the union? Uh, at one stage, I think it was for $100 million. Uh, it's been an ongoing court case that's gone for two years. And uh, they've got to put up or shut up soon, uh, as far as all that goes. And uh, let's just say the management of that project was an absolute disgrace, Right. Um, so, to then turn around now and try and sue 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 the union for um, for what went on there, um, let's just say stay tuned, stay tuned for that one because like speaks I said, for we, itself, really, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And I suppose um, the the other major incident around the, in- the industry at the moment is high f- this ongoing drama with high form, well. Started with Altrax going into liquidation, onto um, Alf, High Form going into liquidation, and then now all the uh, all the, all the entitlements getting paid to the men. Yes, of course. And, and it amazes me in, in this country that people can still have bags and bags and bags of money, walk away from their entitlements, and we're left holding the uh, holding the fort up, trying to get all the funds in, trying to get annual leave, trying to get holiday pay, and all the rest of it. And if the unions don't intervene, who's who's actually following up and trying to get the uh, the workers paid? I mean, you, the unions, like you said before, companies are, are phoenixing and ripping ripping subcontractors off, and people aren't getting paid. However, the focus is on prosecuting the union when they're the ones that are that are doing the runaround and trying to trying to get everyone the, the right whack. That's all we ask for. Nothing more, nothing less. Just what people are entitled to. So. It amazes me. It amazes me. There's no consequences on these big, uh, sh- you know, shonky companies and and entities that go around and and rip off the small blokes and and the unions getting prosecuted. Just amazes me. Yeah, the uh, the builders are into this up to their necks as well. They uh, they allow these contractors to to continue trading insolvent on their jobs, not paying their fellow subcontractors that they're they're engaging as well. Um, we end up getting involved once the workers' entitlements haven't been paid, um, and unfortunately, a lot of the time, that's after the the project might have finished or the subcontractors finished their work. And a lot of the times, chasing these entitlements, the union ends up with fines. So, 
the builders are the ones letting the contracts to subcontractors, knowing that they can't pay the uh, EBA rates because of the price of the tender, and uh, and then they're allowed allowing them to trade insolvent on their project, and then when it all goes. Uh, pear shape. They uh, they then point the finger to the union, and what they're saying is illegal behaviour, and we end up with a fine. So I d- will say this as a um, as a worker, we probably need to uh, make sure we look at uh, our compliances um, as well. Um, I understand we've got shop stewards on the job and and officials that do that as well. But as an individual worker, you should make sure that your superannuation, your inco link. Um, your holiday pay, your RDO accrual, sick leave is all up to date. And um, if you are doing the individual checks and, and there is some discrepancies, speak to your shop steward or contact the union. Um, we can get onto it earlier. Uh, we, you know, we don't want to be in situations where we we come onto a job or we we get a phone call after the job's finished where workers are owed hundreds of thousands or or, or even millions of dollars, and we've got to chase it up after the fact. So. Everyone should keep an eye on their pay slips and their compliances um, and report it early. I had a subcontractor this week who was not paying overtime uh, to their blokes and the blokes went six weeks without that and um, and we had to chase that up after the fact. But if you're not getting paid correctly, use the, the union system. That's what you pay union dues for. All right, we're nearly due for a track there. What have we got? Yeah, well, we're going over to live. Is that the song that's coming on? That's what I, I picked this one. Warren's not around today, so let's uh, all over you. Um, correct terming. Let's go. Over to uh, over to Goanna about a, a upcoming events for women's events. All right, um, I just want to give some information to our uh, lady comrades uh, about some important dates coming up next week. Um, we've got the International Women's Day. Um, Twenty Victorian unions are participating in the what is called the Raw Fest W R A W, which is a women's right at work festival. Uh, there's a a lot of union activities that are going on throughout um, the week. Uh, we have, the CFMU has a uh, Women on Strike conference at our offices on Tuesday the 5th, uh, followed by a movie networking night. So uh, if if you're a member and um, a lady member and you would like to get involved in these activities, contact the office um, or, or uh, if you have Lisa Zanetta's number, give her a call. Uh, these are important things that, um, you know, we're all getting on board with trying to 
get our, our, our women comrades um, some equality. Um, I know in our industry we've come a long way compared to when I first started in the industry 22 years ago, uh, but we've still got a long way to go. So um, if you have ladies, ladies on your job, uh, women um, comrades on the job, let them know about the weeks that are um, activities next week. Uh, there's sessions in the pub next Thursday, and uh, and there's a rally uh, on Friday. There'll be information available at the union office, um, or have a look at uh, Trades Hall website, uh, Facebook page, or the CFMEUs, and um, we'll keep you updated. Uh, for all the all the blokes out there, make sure uh, you participate in the week somehow, even if it's just letting uh, female members on the job know uh, that we're supporting them and we're getting behind. Uh, changing of the culture, I'll say, is that um, I know that it would be pretty hard as a lady to come onto a construction site. It's pretty daunting enough as it is for a uh, for a bloke, particularly when you're young or whatever. But um, we need to all get behind this as a good cause. And next week is uh, is, is helping moving forward. Um, thanks a lot for that, Garen. And now I, you're going to give a report on the civil section, Swan. Yeah, well. Fair bit going on in uh, in the civil world at the moment. Uh, can't can't go past the uh, the fact that uh, our good mates at the AWU, Rod and Ronnie, and uh, all my Bendover Davis have uh, fallen flat on their face, which is uh, fantastic to see. Um, them and their mates at the joint venture, their CPB and John Ollins, trying to get a uh, shonky fifty-page uh, EBA up on a on a six billion dollar project, government funded that basically undercuts and undermines all the uh, industry rates and conditions that, that people have come to uh, enjoy and love in our industry. Um, under the new le- legislation that was brought in by the Abbott government, um, this was the first time that that agreement went through that marigmarole where basically gave the power to, to the builders to basically say that the, the unions weren't negotiating in good faith when it was basically them that just refused to, to talk and deal with, with, with the unions. Um, throughout the industry and basically then forwarded a non-EBA uh, shonky uh, agreement forward, Greenfields agreement forward to uh, the courts and try to get that up. But, um, of course, the, the industry unions uh, led by the mighty CFMEU basically got that uh, thrown out and dismissed, so back to the negotiating table. So another uh, six months' worth of negotiating now starting again. So we'll see. We'll see where that lands. Yeah. Um, go, sorry, mate. Go ahead. No, you got the uh, more civil stuff happening out yeah, there. Yep. So basically, while we're on the subject matter of our mates John Holland's, um, just over twelve months ago, they they won the they won the contract to do the Mernda extension rail, the infamous Mernda rail, where all sort of safety breaches and 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 you know creative ways to reinvent the wheel and undermine the the Australian standards and the in the codes of practice. You know. Um, were taking place there. You know, one example was they'll use an EWPs to jump out of uh, to, to jump out of them onto uh, elevated uh, platforms and structures because they didn't want to uh, they didn't want to engage any scaffold mobs, build scaffold. So all sorts of uh, creativity was uh, was taking place out there. But one of the one of the best ones that I saw was um, the the beams, the L beams, which which were used for the sky rail, which mind you. Our mates at uh, Level Crossing Removal Authority are basically um, given the moulds and, and basically stand over the builders to say you have to go and, and, and use this mob called North North Vic Precast out of Kilmore where their safety standards and, and, and rates of pay undermine the industry by 
by by miles. It's just it's just a disgrace. Um, basically, they were getting the malt for the for the beams from there. They were arriving to site cracked. So in in the blue book, which is the industry standard for precast, anything 0.2 mil of a crack is deemed structural, and and, and to be able to, to 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 for an engineer to assess that and deem that competent to be used. Need to go through on all sorts of process, X-raying and crack testing. Nah, John Hollands and 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 basically uh, WorkSafe supported it. Which their answer was get a get an engineer from the project out at three a.m. in the morning on a road closure, use his phone light to assess the cracks and visually inspect them and tick off on it and basically install these these precast elements. And now what we found is not even after six months of the job being opened. There's uh there's a write up in it in the papers that there's uh concern and cracks that are that are forming and getting bigger as 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 the trains are running over the the precast elements. How'd you be? Doesn't sound good out there, does it? Really? No, not at all. And um, let's not forget our other mates at uh, McConnell Dell. Um, recently they got served with a um with a prohibition notice from from. Work safe up in. Um, Jeez, that's one out of the book, isn't it? Yeah, they don't hand them out too often, do they? Yeah, they've just been slapped with a prohibition notice up in uh, Perth. So a few, a few of the organisers from the CFMU attended their side and found some sort of similar sort of uh, antics that that I've mentioned. John Hollands were doing jumping out of EWPs for access and egress and whatnot. So that, at least um, they're getting a fair serve over there. Hopefully, here in Victoria, on their aviation road project, rail crossing removal, that um, they're held to account a little bit more on their safety there. Yeah, and a big, a big hello to all the people, and well done to the people that went to the conference over in uh, Fremantle for the MUACFMU. I heard it was a big success, so well done there. And also, just see this week that the ABCC are trying to stay relevant again by sending notices out to about 150 lend lease work, uh, workers in Canberra over a rally up there. Oh, geez, they've got to try any trick in the book, don't they, really? But how is uh, out of touch the, uh, the Conservatives are? You know, you've got you know, 150-odd workers that have been summoned and face $40,000 fines plus, you know, star investigations where they're, they're not offered, uh, you know, legal representation, etc. And then you've got uh, Michaelia Cash oh, who oh. refuses to give evidence. Uh, she's gone hiding. They should, get, they should get evidence on her barber, that hairstyle she's got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's gone hiding. <laughs> and then... Uh, and Stay tuned for Julia. I think she's going to get some posting somewhere, isn't she? Uh, it, people seem to forget about CSR and what, what her her role that she played in there. What was the famous statement? I think I said, "What's all these people drop out of the skies and die, and they can still wait in the queue for their money?" Right, hundred percent. Hundred people have got short memories. Uh, so don't never forget that. The other thing I'd like to say too is condolences to, out there to. Um, to Stuart Dent and his family, he was a long-term uh, brick, um, leader in the Brick Lane fraternity in the commercial construction. Um, he got diagnosed with cancer before Christmas. He was a super fit fella. Uh, he had, he was a major stakeholder in the Brick Lane. He um, had some different political views. We had some different debates, but he, but he always looked after his workers and that. So to these family condolences. Also... Um, what else have we got? We've got to get on to scallywags of the week, aren't we? So yeah. we, you want to go into that, boys? Yeah, I wouldn't mind just throwing one more in, you know, just for the uh, just for the sake of it. Is uh, we should we should be mentioning uh, our mates Ben Davis and Rod and Ronnie. Is that Ben Dover Davis? Yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry, my sorry, mistake. Yeah, yeah Ben Dover <laughs> Davis. Yeah, speaking speaking of which, 
not only after just after falling flat on their face about the agreement being thrown out for the Westgate, they've gone and done a shonky deal with John Hollands for a civil agreement, a civil infrastructure agreement, which undercuts double time, the RDOs are negotiated on. So basically you have the RDO if you're a worker under that agreement when the boss tells you, etc., etc. just selling out the industry. So definitely mention them. Now, I want to mention Island Brown, Peter Lifnos in Springvale out there, called the coppers on us when dealing with some normal issues, ongoing issues of Island Brown. They seem to think the police are going to be their saviour. Stay tuned, I reckon. Yes. Uh, who else we got? Keynes, haven't we? Our old mate Paul Christian. He's a Paul Christensen. He's, he's always a bit gets a bit of a mention, doesn't he? He does. And I know it's like flogging a dead horse, but you know, we've had a project out at Werribee, uh, Melbourne University vet, uh, and it's just been a debacle from the start. The shop steward out there has done a stellar job uh, dealing with subcontractors that haven't been paying compliances, uh, workers on illegal sham arrangements. The the safety has been up to Kane's typical standard. Um, Paul Christensen rings me this week because they uh, are finishing the project, even though we still firmly believe they'll be doing rectification there for 12 months because the job is an absolute abortion still. However, they ask um, after flogging the, the shop steward for doing his job for the last over 12 months um, if he could do us a favour and um, if he could put his hand up for redundancy. Um, that's the typical, I think, uh, Kane's attitude. Can he do us a favour by making himself redundant? He should go first, I reckon. I think he needs to go. He did stand up at a job I was on once, and they were three months behind in the sea bus, and he said to me, where is it in this book that we have to worry about people that are not getting compliances <laughs> for three months? Right? Fair income. He, he wears blinkers on, I reckon, that poor person. I think if anyone has ever seen Revenge of the Nerds, uh, that, the nerds have taken over Keynes, let me tell you. So we've got, we've got Keynes, we've got, uh, we've got uh, Island Brown, we've got CIG, we've got, uh, who else did we go? Yeah, Andrew Rovers from CIG, uh, EBA, uh, Subcontractor, but uh, so who are we going for? Hang on, what about rugby league? Are they the scale? Oh, yeah, oh. there's a bit happening up in the rugby league, isn't there? Jeez, Still that's... the best game going around. Oh, right? yeah, but I think off the field, they just need to get it a bit better, a bit yeah. better, a bit, you know. <laughs> anyway, the football season started, it's all great. Uh, who are we going for? I reckon Island Brown. Yeah, I reckon Island Brown. I'm not sure if they're winning again, but they're perennial mentioners, so we'll get them. And we normally have a Suki Suki Lala. Who we got? Paul Christensen. What about, hey, what about, I haven't heard what he said, but I'm sure that uh, Rotten Ronnie and Ben Dover Davies would be whinging. All right, oh, we'll, give, him, we'll give them, yeah. we'll give them. The joint winners there in the Suki Suki Lala. Go out the same way. Dare to struggle, dare to win. win. If you don't fight, you, you lose. lose. And we'll leave you with a bit of uh, Akadaka, Dirty dirty Deeds, uh, done dirt cheap. I think it's a good reference to our mates uh, AWU and John Hollands. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.